my job on this expedition to try and find any evidence, dead or alive, to the existence of this. get right into it okay i'm not even, I'm not even gonna stop it <laughs> that <worked. laughs> at least you forewarned me this time yes yes we're getting right into it Woo-hoo. okay this week so i send the kids to a summer camp i'm not gonna say which summer camp but we'll just say it is a christian based summer camp and every wednesday they have a book program these people come by with books and all the kids get to pick a book to keep. Okay. So kids pick out a book and I didn't happen to pick them up. Tyler went to pick them up. And one of the ladies took them to the side and they were like, we're not sure if the book Ryland picked was like super appropriate. So if you want to look it over and like switch it out, like you, you definitely can do that. So Tyler's like, okay. And the way he described it to me is not at all the way the book is. Of course. (laughs) He described it as there is this ghost kid who's trying to get these brothers and sisters to come join the ghosts. Which, yes, doesn't sound super appropriate because you're thinking, oh, okay, so she's trying to get him to commit suicide. That's where my mind went. Yes. So I'm like, okay, we'll get home and I look at the book. No, 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 no. There is his brother and sister and a stepsister who are all living together. And the stepsister starts to see a ghost. And uh, stuff ensues. And this ghost's name is Helen. And she's just like, you know, just wait till Helen comes and all this crazy stuff. But either way, it's a ghost story. Hmm. I'm like, so they didn't think that was appropriate. Why? a ghost story maybe they read like the back kind of like how tyler did of it was trying to commit suicide tyler didn't read the back well i was trying to give him the benefit (laughs) of the doubt i know i know but it was more funny because he he looks at her he goes i don't know this is my wife's thing she does this podcast about paranormal stuff that's kind of the reason why he got it he just threw me under the bus right away (laughs) i thought it was hilarious like you would, but that's okay. <laughs> and then, then my little girl, my little girl's gone, which you know you've seen. She went on. A she went on a cruise. I am so jealous. Me too. I want to go on a cruise. I'm ready. I'm ready to go someplace different than Fort Wayne right now. I really need a vacation. Well, I'm mad at Fort Wayne right now. Why? Because yesterday it was like 81 degrees. It was beautiful outside. <laughs> I even borrowed the wheelbarrow from my other neighbor so I could finish the landscaping that I, you know, that I could do today. Yeah. I wake up, 52 degrees and <laughs> rainy. Oh, I know. It's seven. It's seven thirty-six at night. It's still 52 degrees and rainy. I know. It's that sad that it's cold right now? Yeah, because a couple months ago, that would have been a heat wave. <laughs> I know. But still, it's like, I can't, I can't go move. One, my husband would get mad at me because I'd be trying to move rocks. Eight months or seven months pregnant. Yeah. Into the backyard. 
Probably not a wheelbarrow. Good thing to do. Which I was planning on doing anyway. <laughs> you would. <laughs> I would. That was that was the whole goal. And uh, you know, it's like it's wet. Soil's all wet. Yeah. Dogs are muddy. Yeah. The little landscaping I did yesterday is probably messed up now because of the rain. <laughs> like I give up. Guess what I finally started doing? What did you start doing? I finally started preparing for the baby. <gasps> Yay! I, I mean, know, right? I only got a couple. <laughs> I only got eight weeks left. Yeah. A couple but months I'm left star- to go. I'm, I'm starting to prepare. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So you're getting that second room all done up? No, we're not doing that until after the baby's here. Oh. So my parents are coming to visit, or they're supposed to come to visit for the birth of the new baby. Okay. So they'd be sleeping in the spare bedroom. Oh, so it makes no yeah. sense for me to convince my son to give up his room and move into the bigger room just for Grandma and Grandpa to come to kick him out. That's true. So my plan is, my job working with a three-year-old, mm-hmm. is after Grandma and Grandpa leave, he's going to help me paint. Like, I'm going to pick out a couple colors that I like, and I'm going to let him pick from those colors. Oh, yeah. And then he's going to help me paint the room. And then he's going to help me decorate the room and move all of his stuff over and make it a big deal about him getting a bigger room because he's the big brother. Yeah. Right? And uh-huh. then have him help me decorate the baby's room for the new baby. Oh, Because that's he's good. the big brother and he's got to help. Uh, that way it doesn't get him feel involved. like, yeah, mm-hmm. yep, yep, yeah, sure, you get a bigger room, but yeah. get the beep out of the little baby room. Oh, yeah. So that's my goal because my parents are coming to visit anyway and I wasn't going to make them sleep on the couch when I have a queen bed in that room. <laughs> and you, like, it didn't make any sense. That's true. Oh, that yeah. and I can't stand the smell of paint. So painting a whole room. Right now, it's not a good idea. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, that makes sense. Just make, make your husband do it. Make him paint the room. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Let's see how well that works out. <laughs> I love him to death. And I'm sure if I asked him to paint the room because I wanted to get all this ready to go, mm-hmm. he'd be game for it. But, yeah. But then it's the whole, where are your parents going to sleep? You bought an air mattress? I'm like, yeah, but that was for grandma. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. You want to hear a weird fact? Sure. You don't look ready for the weird fact. Yeah, I was going to say something to you about work, but. Oh, no, like... no, no. Say, talk. We'll, we'll do the weird fact afterwards. Have so, work. um, you know what I do for a living? Yes, I do. No one else does, though. <laughs> so, and obviously with that, I, I kind of have to wear a uniform because I work in the hospital. So there's, you know, a Uniform that you have to wear. Yes. No longer fits. It hasn't fit for the last 12 weeks. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, it's an issue. Yeah. It hasn't been an issue up until last week when I got a phone call going, hey, you have to wear something uniform-wise because I've been wearing business casual. Sure. And so I talked to him and it's like, okay, so what are we going to do? Because this, nothing fits. Yeah. Nothing. My, my stomach is out. It's huge. Nothing fits. So their solution. It was funny. So I'm talking to my my boss's boss's boss. Oh dang! Okay. So it's yeah, I've got the person in charge, and the next person down was the person I was talking to. Mm-hmm. And then there's like four more, or three more before you get to me. Oh wow! So I'm talking to like this head honcho guy, huh. and he's trying to be in his hilarious conversation because he's trying to be politically correct on how to phrase what I can or cannot do with being pregnant with my job because <laughs> it's not a disability or an injury. Uh-huh. It's a normal thing. And the way he was describing it was absolutely hilarious. <laughs> And I made him suffer through it for about 30 minutes <laughs> because I could. And he goes, so we just need to know what, what you can or cannot do. And I looked at him and said, what do you want me to do? He goes, well, I'm like, how about this? You tell me what schedule you want me to work, what days you want me to work, and what you want me to do. 
Because I literally have eight weeks left in my birthday. If he comes out on the due date, I have eight weeks left today. Mm-hmm. Like, he's due eight day, eight weeks from today. And he looks at his counterpart and looks around and looks back at me and goes, how do you feel about working Monday through Thursday, eight to four? I love that. And I'm like, I'm okay with that. He goes, we've got a couple things that we need you to do. We'll pay you for mileage. And then you're going to be just stuck at the office with us doing paperwork or teaching classes for the rest of it. Because we don't want you driving around once you get a little bit farther along because we don't want you to pop on the road. (laughs) All right. Okay. What about the rest of this week? Because I'm supposed to work Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. He goes, work Friday, Saturday, Sunday, your normal schedule, finishing up X, Y, and Z. Mm Mm-hmm. And then Monday report here at 8 o'clock. Okay. Works for me. (laughs) Sounds perfect. But, you know, if you do, like, are working and you are getting ready to pop, at least you're already at a hospital. Well, I figured, like, with the way I had a plan, is I would be at my normal hospital and I would pop at my normal hospital and just waddle down to family birthday while I'm on the phone calling my husband going, hey, it's time. So that was my funny conversation from work. That's cool. I had something interesting happen at work myself. I didn't see it, though. Oh. I know. I was on the fork truck, and my sister came up to me to ask me a question while I was on the fork truck, and she stops mid-sentence and looks into the other room and goes, that was weird. I'm like, what? And I turn behind me, and I see this wheel not like a big wheel. It's like this tiny little, like, gr- almost like a grinding wheel, but much smaller. It's like a polishing wheel. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you know, wheeling its way over next to the fork truck and then it falls over. I'm like, what just happened here? And she goes, that thing was flying through the middle room, like really up high and then, you know, landed. So we're like, what in the world was this the the H&W ghost? So we get onto the cameras, and our cameras will only turn, like, only record when there's movement. Yeah. So we're looking at the cameras, and it didn't catch anything. It did not catch the movement in that room. Hmm. And I'm like, oh, okay, this is weird. So I pick up this wheel, and none of the guys are in back except for one. One guy's in back. So I pick up the wheel, and I go all the way back there. I'm like, Dean, were you doing anything with this wheel? He goes, Yeah. What were you doing? And it's one of those that Velcro's onto this air-powered... So it went flying circular. off? Yes, and it went flying okay. off. But but Nikki didn't see it happen. So she just thought this thing was coming out of nowhere. <laughs> but for a good maybe 20, 30 minutes, we definitely thought it was the H&W ghost. That's funny. <laughs> That's a good one. It was. But I busted it. I know. Good job. I know. I had to be investigative. At least you can bust yours. Mine are all like (laughs) unexplainable. 100% unexplainable. Mine, the things that happen at the shop are more physical. So they're definitely things that are easier to explain-ish, depending on what it is. Especially that. Yeah. The things I think that happen for you guys at the hospital are more, you get weird feelings. It's not even that, like, the whole thing with the figure in my kitchen that my husband freaked out about. Okay, yeah, you saw, yeah. Yeah. Or the guy at the funeral. Yeah. Yeah, you see things. That's harder to explain. I said, it's like, nope, 
I, I'm just going to keep going this way. I'm going to cover, I'm going to put my blinders on. You hear those blinders like horses. <laughs> I feel like that sometimes. Like, I'll be doing something or walking through an area, and I'm like, uh, did I just see that? <laughs> yep. Man. I'm, because sometimes, you know, nurses forget to close curtains all the way, and you see something walk, just casually walking down the hallway that you <laughs> did never wanted to see. Mm. Like, no offense to anybody. But I can tell you next time I'm a patient in the hospital or a family member in the hospital. Yeah. Curtain, curtain, curtain. <laughs> All right. Now I think we're ready for the weird fact. All right. Okay. Weird fact. This is why we needed to chat a little bit more prior to starting this. I know. I know. I'm sorry. I was really, like, amped. I was doing all of my research, like, today. And I'm like, I'm ready for this. Let's do it. All right. There are around 60,000 miles of blood vessels in the human body. In your human body. Yeah, I know I have more than that. You have more? I got a baby inside. Oh, okay. In my human body, there are around 60,000 miles of blood vessels. If you took them all out and laid them end to end, they'd stretch around the world more than twice. I can believe it. I've actually heard that before. That is kind of weirdly creepy and cool at the same time like you should look up the intestines i don't want to oh see they're very small and large intestines no thank you they're probably they can't be that long they're not that long but they're still pretty long considering like how much space they actually take up oh gross all right this week, I did not tell you what we were doing because I didn't figure out what we were doing until yesterday. Why does that not surprise me? Because <laughs> I even texted you on Monday like, hey. No, no, no. It was Tuesday when I texted you. Like, Why do you, do you think do I said Tuesday? Thursday? I figured you were still doing your research. Because <laughs> you know. normally like know what you're doing. And I'm like, hey, I got home on a decent hour on Tuesday. And I noticed you were home. I'm like, hey, I'll just see if Heather wants to do it today. So she's got time to do her editing before she has to release it Friday morning. No. And so I sent you the text message like, hey, Tuesday or Thursday, because Wednesday I already knew that my husband had off. So Wednesday my husband had off, so I figured, mm-hmm. okay, maybe Monday or maybe Tuesday or maybe Thursday. So I sent you that text message and you said Thursday. So my mom went, oh, she's still doing research. It should be an interesting one. No, <laughs> I just kind of figured it out yesterday. We're going to go down to my neck of the woods. Guys, I was born in Florida. Pretty sure I said that in a past episode, but I don't Multiple remember. past episodes. Okay. I'm from Florida. On this week's episode, we are going to talk about Interstate 4. The whole interstate. No, we're actually going to only talk about, like, one part of the interstate called the dead zone. Yes. But before we do that, I'm going to talk about the whole interstate. Because I want you to know where I'm talking about. If you've never been to Central Florida, or if you have been to Central Florida, cool. you'll, You'll know where I'm talking about. Well, Interstate 4, I'm going to be calling it I-4, because, you know, that's what it is. I-4 starts in Tampa, which is towards the Gulf, near the bottom of Florida, and ends in Daytona Beach, where I'm from. So it goes southwest to northeast through Florida, through the middle of the state. The construction on I-4 began in 1958. The very first segment opened in 1959, and the entire highway was completed in 1965. All right, so so this highway is around 133 miles long. 
It intersects with several major expressways going all through Florida. Let's see here. You go through Riverview, Brandon, Lakeland, Celebration. Those are like the intersections with other big highways. It's actually the main highway going through Orlando. And yeah, ends in Daytona Beach for a good time. Spring break. Woohoo! This is going to be the fun stuff, guys. We're going to, okay, I'm going to talk about what the kinds of things you can see while traveling on I-4. So we're going to start towards near Tampa. You know, you see Tampa. It's a city. And then you're going through Polk Parkway. You're then going into what's known as the Green Swamp. Now this place, it's technically a swamp, but on either side, you're not going to see the swamp. You see forests, but the, the, the swamp is further back. And sometimes because of the swamp, some dense fog is going to start covering that portion of the highway. So be careful near there, guys, if you ever go there. There have been very bad accidents because of the fog. There's been large pileups and stuff over there. I can believe that. Because like, just with the way, how, like, where the ocean is around it, I can see the fog being really thick in that area. Well, it's not even like the ocean's not even around that but just area. that state. Like I can see that that entire state being foggy. <laughs> it's not, though, really. It, it's the swamps that do it. You think... So Florida is a very swampy area, but the whole state's not a swamp. Therefore, there's not that much fog, especially in the metropolitan areas. It's more rural. Gotcha. Like, even where I'm I'm actually from, I'm actually from DeLand, we didn't get too much fog. Like, there are swamps around. So the fog here, like some of these early morning fogs, mm-hmm. is it worse or better than... About the same. Okay, that's not bad. No, it's not too bad. In some areas, it's worse, obviously, because swamps are closer to the yeah, roads. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah. All right, we're going. We're going to going through. So I four then enters Osceola County, which is Orlando area. You are actually when we're going through Orlando. Sorry, so I said it's like the main highway going through Orlando. So there is a turnoff for Disney. You will see this. There's this uh, electrical pylon that's in the shape of Mickey Mouse that you can see. That's cool. <laughs> it, it really is. They did that on purpose. Oh, yeah. Of course. Because <laughs> it's it's where Disney is. You go through Celebration in Kissimmee. Kissimmee is actually where Disney World is at. It's in Kissimmee. And I've never been there either. So I know I've been I've been to Disney a lot. Lucky. And I always used to thought because it's so fun whenever we would go on the highway on I four and see this big sign for Kissimmee and I'd be it's Kissimmee. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I know. I I remember that as a kid. Kissimmee. <laughs> All right. So we go through Orlando. You go through Orange County. You see Walt Disney World. You can see SeaWorld. You can see Universal Orlando. You see all these great, cool things while you're on I-4. It goes straight through downtown Orlando. There's this really cool... I always love seeing it. And they're everywhere, but I never knew that they were everywhere. Like, these things are in other cities. I just never knew that. But it's this upside-down house. It's not a house, but it's an upside-down building. But they built it that way. And it's like a virtual reality, cool, fun thing. And I never knew they were in other cities other than Orlando. But they're in other places, and I just never knew that. I've known about them. I've never actually seen them. Yeah. But I've heard about them. I've always wanted to go. I have too, but it's actually kind of expensive. <laughs> I never really got to. All right. So you go through downtown Orlando. I-4 continues through Winter Park, Altamont Springs, Sanford. And then you enter Seminole County. And then that's where you 
you know, run into old Daytona beaches, Volusia County. So, yeah. General idea. General idea. idea. Now we know. All right. So where we're talking, the dead zone, is actually a very, very small portion of the highway. When you say small portion, like how many miles? Like a quarter of a mile. Oh, okay. So a very small portion of the highway. More fun if it was like five miles. (laughs) Yes, it would be. But (laughs) it is an extra. And I, I mentioned this. I was talking to my sister about it the other day. And it's like, this thing is only like, the dead zone is technically only a quarter of the mile on a highway. Therefore, and you're going at a higher rate of speed. So you're going through the dead zone like super fast. Yeah. Like, it's like, boom, okay, I'm through it. I could see, like, prior to, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, when the cars were older and you didn't go that fast. Like, 50. In the 50s? Fast. Yeah. Or when, like, 45 was considered fast. Yeah, it would take you a little bit longer, but it's still, I mean, still go through it like that. Still, I mean, the slower you go, th- and I'm not saying 45 or 50 miles an hour is fat or slow, but it's a lot slower than 70 or 80, depending on who's driving and how fast you're driving. That's true. Well, the dead zone is located in Sanford, the city of Sanford. And there is a bridge that goes across the St. John's River. And the St. John River actually goes into this great big huge lake. So on one side you can see the river and on the other side it's this giant lake. So it could be an area where people pull off to look at the view. Yeah, but you don't want to because it's a bridge. On a highway. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> so don't do that. There, there are there are some parks right along the edge that are really nice to go. There's a zoo right along the edge too. So have fun at it. Have at it. <laughs> no, it's it's close to it, I'm but sorry. it's not like in the dead zone. But okay. it's close to it. So have fun at the zoo. Yay! I was looking at maps a lot to try to figure out like exactly where this dead zone was at. So right at the start of. The bridge. There's actually a turn on, turn on to get onto I-4 from State Road 17. I don't know if it's a state road, but it was something 17. So there's an on and off ramp from that other highway getting onto it. So that's exactly kind of where the dead zone starts. And then probably all the way through the bridge. Okay. And that's it. It's really just the bridge and a little before the bridge. Gotcha. Okay. That's the dead zone. So now we're going to do history about this area. Did someone die while they were building the bridge and they just cemented them in like the last time? No, but that would be hilarious. It was the 50s when it was built. They would never do that in the 50s. (laughs) You never know. (laughs) No. All right. So we're actually going to go all the way back to 1800s. We're going back to the 1800s, guys. When there were no highways. There was no even concept of what a highway is. Okay. Okay. So it was untamed. It was wilderness. It was swamps. It was all sorts of wild land in Florida. Gators just eating people up at left and right. Probably not. But you never know. In 1870, this area, Sanford, was part of a very large grant owned by Henry Sanford. That's why I say I'm Stanford. Yeah. He was head of the Florida Land and Colonization Company. In 1886, a very small railroad station was built, and the area was plated into 10-acre parcels. Okay. But this was kind of a quick-rich scheme. He was thinking, okay, we're going to sell off all this land, and I'm going to get stupid rich. 
from selling this land. And it was going to be a Roman Catholic colony called St. Joseph Colony. He thought he would be able to attract different immigrants coming coming into the colony by being a yeah certain certain kind. He even appointed a Catholic priest. His name was Felix Swimberg to oversee the settlement. All right. Unfortunately, this did not go over very well, and he only ended up selling maybe four to six plots. Still a decent amount, like if you think about it. It's really not forty to sixty acres. Yeah, but, he, yeah, I guess. I mean, not compared to what he had, but no. still. It, 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 didn't, it didn't work out as well as he thought it would. In 1887, the, an outbreak of yellow fever wiped out four members of one immigrant family. And, unfortunately, the yellow fever was also caught by the priest, and the priest ended up dying... And then the family members start died, and unfortunately, there was no priest to give them the last rites, so they just kind of buried them all. They marked the graves. Yeah, they're like wooden, like wooden stakes with their names on them. So you know, the graves were there. Still wasn't a very, very great start. Uh, by 1890, the Saint Joseph Colony evolved into a rural town around that big giant lake that I said, Lake Monroe. Yeah. A man named D.V. Warren purchased land north of the railroad and cleared it for farming, except for a very tiny cemetery. Which is where those people were buried. Yep, where the people were buried. When Albert S. Hawkins bought the land, he bought it in 1905, the graves sat, just sat there in the middle of his farmland. So he had those tiny little graves. He farmed around them. Huh? He, he, farmed farmed around. A, he farmed around it. Well, I mean, that was nice of him, like, not to mess up the grave. That and yeah. be kind of, here's your corn. Oh, why does this taste so good? <laughs> fertilizer. <laughs> right. Special kind of fertilizer. Yeah. Gross. Makes you think, right? What kind of things are people eating? Oh, oh we'll get into some of those stories. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> uh Over time, the names on the wooden markers did eventually get erased so you couldn't tell who the graves were for. And unfortunately, that guy didn't even know who, really who the graves were for. Like, it was lost to time. No one knew who the family was. He just knew those graves. Yeah, no one, like, he knew they were graves. He just didn't know who they were for. Mr. Hawkins leased his land to other farmers, but he did warn them about tampering with the, the graves. Like, don't mess with the graves. Come yeah. on, guys. It's disrespectful. Don't do it. One farmer tried to remove the rusty wire front wire fence from, you know, that's around the, the graves. And on that same day, his house burnt down. In the early 1950s, a small boy tried to dig up one of the graves. Next day, he was killed by a drunk driver. And the drunk driver was never identified or apprehended. Which was unfortunate. Definitely unfortunate. But- don't mess with graves. Don't do it, guys. Weird things started happening in the Hawkins home, which sat at the edge of the field. Allegedly, the Hawkins home burned down after Mr. Hawkins removed the nearly rotted wooden markers. Was he trying to put new markers in? No, I think he just was trying to remove them because they were rotting away and getting gross. So he was just going to throw them away. But I don't think he was going to put anything new in. I don't think he had the intention to put something new in. But... 
after Mrs. Hawkins blamed it on the graves, Mr. Hawkins very, very quickly replaced the markers. So they built a new house, but they were still plagued with various goings-ons. Different things involving children's toys, which is creepy in itself. A rocking chair would rock by itself. Sometimes that could be the wind. In, in the house, I guess, if you had a window open. Who knows? I don't know. Shenanigans. Shenanigans. The Hawkins Field became known as the Field of the Dead. Yeah. Which makes sense. There were dead people there. In 1959, the Hawkins Farm was purchased by the government for constructing I-4. During surveying for the the right-of-way, the, the I-4, the graves were marked for relocation. Which, yeah, good. It happens. Re- yeah, relocate the graves. That's fine. It's actually funny. We have a couple graves throughout Fort Wayne that the family members didn't want to sell or mm-hmm. have moved. So there's, like, randomly throughout Fort Wayne, you'll have, like, little patches of, like, four or five graves. In between the highways. Yep. Yep. (laughs) However, their graves were never moved. That's not good. No. In September of 1960, fill dirt was dumped on the graves to elevate the new highway. This is where it gets more weird. Florida is very famous for certain... Events such as hurricanes. Yeah. Hurricanes hit it all the time. Well, there was this hurricane known because we name our hurricanes, which I think is weird, but it was Hurricane Donna. I can see why we name them, though. I, guess I don't know why it's always straight. a female name. It's not. They yeah. alternate. One year it's a girl. Next year it's a boy. One year it's a girl. Next year it's a boy. Huh. Boy, girl, boy, But girl. I can see why they name them. That way, like, when you go back in the future, like, when you're talking about them, you don't have to know the exact date. You just Such as right now. Yeah. Did you say Donna? It's my aunt's yep. name. Hurricane Donna. Well, she's a hurricane right now. She is. <laughs> I love you, Aunt Donna, if you ever listen to this, but she is a hurricane. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> hurricane Donna hit South Florida. This hurricane was rated as one of Florida's most powerful hurricanes in recent times. Donna started across the tip of Florida, aiming for the Gulf of Mexico. Then, you know, on the very day that the graves were covered with the fill dirt, Donna changed direction and went near Tampa, then decided to turn around and head northeast across the peninsula. So it was like going this way, then it went this way. Sorry, you guys can't see me, but Taryn gets it. (laughs) So Donna was drunk. Donna was drunk. Donna didn't know what the hell she was doing. She was drunk and she didn't know where she was going, is what you're telling me. (laughs) Exactly. She just... She was going everywhere. Go left, stumbling around. Right, and I'm going to do a U.E. and I'm going to do another U.E. <laughs> and I'm going to go this way. She don't know what the hell she's doing. So, yeah. so Donna <laughs> was drunk. Donna was drunk. <laughs> Strangely enough, her path paralleled the surveyed route of the new highway. The storm's eye passed over the graves at midnight on September 10th of 1960. Dun, dun, dun. Creepy. That's a hour. I know, it's creepy. Like, right at midnight, Donna was the worst hurricane in Central Florida for years. That was the worst one. And it interrupted the highway construction for nearly a whole month. I can believe it. (laughs) Yeah. Donna, I told you, you only need one mimosa. (laughs) She had, like, ten. And some shots. (laughs) Maybe 
couple beers. Oh, Donna. She mixed her wine with her liquor with her beer. Oh, no. That's what she did. That's not good for us. See, that was not good for Florida. That's what she did. (laughs) She mixed the liquids. You don't mix the liquids. Don't do it, Donna. Whatever you start with, you finish with. Uh, on the day that Interstate 4 was open to traffic, a tractor trailer truck hauling a load of frozen shrimp, this sounds fishy, <laughs> became the Dead Zone's first casualty. <laughs> it is very fishy. <laughs> Probably an inappropriate time to laugh. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> it happened. In the 60s. It's whatever. I wasn't alive. It's fine. (laughs) Anyways. Like I said, it sounds a little fishy to me. (laughs) Well, this tractor trailer mysteriously went out of control and jackknife right above the graves. There are accidents that happen all the time in the dead zone. People claim their cell phones don't work right in that spot. Static interrupts their radios. Some people have seen things, such as balls of light that zigzag above the pavement. They just zigzag. They're dancing. They're dancing. Dancing on the highway. There are also pioneer ghosts that are standing by the busy highway at night. You can hear voices coming over the radios. CBs and cell phones and radio stations going dead. All right, so the accidents. There's actually a very high number of accidents that has happened there over the years. Anywhere between 1,500 to 2,000 accidents. Oh, damn. Yes. And, and that area right there. And it's all just a quarter mile. Like, it's a quarter mile. And that's where all these accidents are happening, right there. It's nuts. Let's see. The uh, Florida State Highway Department said, this is um, between 95 and 96 alone. There were 44 accidents in this one place. That's crazy. From 1999 to 2006, there were 440 accidents. Why so? Oh, I guess, yeah, it's the dead zone. It's the dead zone. Many of them were fatal. People die all the time right there. The rate of accidents at the dead zone is so intense that locals still absolutely refuse to drive over that area. Instead, they'll go great lengths to avoid and take a roundabout way to get to where they're going. A lot of people, obviously the people who don't believe in this kind of stuff, say that it's more of a the rate of traffic through the area. Well, you know, lots of traffic. I can see where they're coming from. You know, the higher the amount of traffic, the higher chances of having a vehicle accident. But at the same time, you look at the history. Mm-hmm. It's been since day one of the grave. Yeah. Right. Day one. Yeah, of course, the more people you have go through the area, higher chance of something's going to happen. But for some of those, like, unless they're, there's no reason why <laughs> accidents in that location should be any higher than anywhere else on that freeway. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are a lot of accidents that happen through Orlando. But I understand that. Orlando is, like, the big city. Yeah, I mean, Therefore, like, it gets that, congested. But that huge stretch of freeway? Yes. There's, like, any huge stretch of freeway. It should all be proportionate for the amount of accidents yes per the amount of drivers so the fact that this one section of freeway is a higher amount makes you question why is this small section higher amount than anything else on that freeway i mean like i said at the beginning i can understand that there's also an on-ramp right there 
Okay. Well, you didn't say that. I did. I said there was an on-ramp. Not right at the dead zone. Yeah, there was a... I said where the dead zone is at, there's an on-ramp from another highway, and I couldn't Maybe remember I what highway part. it was. I, I, I don't know. It was something 17. I guess my ears were in the dead zone. I guess. Oh, I think you were reading your book when I said that. Oh, uh, I was trying to get ready for prayer. No, I know. I know you were. <laughs> Just, I think that's what happened. Gotcha. You were concentrated on I was on trying that. to multitask, and with mommy brain, it does not work. <laughs> that's okay. But yeah, so there is an on-ramp right there. But even then, you can look at the statistics for all areas throughout that exact same field with all the same on-ramps and the amount of traffic through those areas. And you should be able to statistically say, this area should be more or less air. You know what I mean? Yes. You do the math of it. Yes. It should all be about the same for accident-wise, depending on rate of traffic. Should be. Should be. Now, for the reports of these accidents, people are, are claiming that they have actually seen something or that... Literally, something took over control of their vehicle. Like, they described this to people. Like, I did not do this. I mean, who knows? Hard to say. It's hard to say. Also, there are frequent tornadoes that tear through right there. They follow the path of I-4 as if they're, like, attracted to it. Hmm. Like, they go right for where the graves are at. That's weird. Hmm. So we talked about Hurricane Donna. Talk about another hurricane known as Hurricane Charlie. Was Charlie drunk too? You know, I don't think Charlie was drunk, but Charlie was not very nice. Charlie referred they referred to Charlie as the I four hurricane. Was this one back in like two thousand something? Yeah, it wasn't that long ago. I remember them talk. I remember being in Nevada and them talking about Charlie. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, Hurricane Charlie. Strangely enough, there was construction going on. Around the grave site when the hurricane hit. The land where the graves are was being disturbed once again. Therefore, hey, Charlie's coming. <laughs> Charlie's coming for ya. So the I-4 dead zone has gathered about itself a whole bunch of different paranormal phenomena, strange things happening all the time. The radios, the dead things... Lots of people refer, uh, refuse to go work over the site. So if there's a highway work that needs to get done, a lot of people are like, yeah, I'm not doing it. Makes sense. <laughs> I'm not going over there. People have reported hearing voices. All right. So commonly reported are the sounds of children's laughter or voices that are asking who's there or why. And this stuff is like coming through their radios. Creepy. Yeah. Yet, never responding if one is to try to talk with and Don't don't try to talk to them. Why not? Some people report. I don't know. Just don't do it. It doesn't sound like a good idea. You never know. I know. Who knows? What if they but, just want to, like, have things explained to them and then they'll just leave everybody alone? Maybe. I guess. But you're also driving through that spot, like, so fast. Like, you don't even have time to respond. But if we know. So. Maybe there's a ghost hunt out there that knows about it and can go to the base of the freeway and talk to it. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe somebody's smart enough or dumb enough to do that. No, maybe. I don't know. A lot of people being killed around there. I don't know if I'd want to do that. But some people have even heard not voices, but actually more like growling or snarling coming from the radios. That'd be weird, too. Yeah, I think I like that. I don't like that even more. I'd rather have the laughter of the hi <laughs> than <laughs> you go through there. All sorts of stuff are going to happen. There's going to be, uh, you know, 
You're going to see things. You're going to see ghosts. You're going to see lights. You're going to see shadow people. You're going to hear things. There's going to be sudden thick fog coming out of nowhere. Phantom hitchhikers. Ghostly vehicles. All the death and tragedy are just piling up around that area. I-4 has gone on to be considered one of the strangest, most haunted places in all of Florida. And in fact, it's known as the deadliest state, uh, sorry, the deadliest highway in the U.S. Hmm. I can see that with all the people that have died in that area. Maybe they, Mm -hmm. you know, it was a violent quick death. So now they haunt the road along with the original ghosts. Yes. Now, they did do, like, this study of the deaths throughout all of I-4. Yeah. And trying to basically figure out, okay, what actually is the highest point of death fatalities on I-4. Because people are still, like, very skeptical. It's like, it can't be this place. And actually, there is also a very high number of fatalities on the stretch of road in Orlando. But... There were, so there were a lot of accidents in Orlando, but very few of them ended up in fatalities. So technically there are more fatalities on this tiny little stretch of highway in Sanford. Therefore, yes, I can see why it's called the dead zone. Makes sense. And when you first said the dead zone, I thought like, okay, so all electronics stop. Mm-hmm. So how many times has a car drove in through there and just stopped? Um, I don't know. I think a f- couple times. Yeah, it's like, you know, all of a sudden, like, so you have this older beat-up vehicle that, you know, is having engine issues anyway, mm-hmm. drives through that area, engine stops, gets rear-ended. Got a couple, couple little stories. Well, not like stories. Oh, yeah, they're stories. They're actually, I found them in the news. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. There is actually one point, this was 2017, 2016, it wasn't like that long ago, that a airplane actually had to make an emergency landing on i4 in the middle of rush hour traffic yeah yeah that didn't really go over too well all right an orlando man was killed in traffic accident in sanford late on a wednesday night florida highway patrol sergeant ken montes said this guy's name that i can't pronounce mauricio nino Kiorga. so mr alphabet sure MNQ, who was 53 years old, was taken to a nearby hospital after he was ejected from his motorcycle driving northbound on 1792. That's the other highway that goes on to I-4. And was later pronounced dead. The fatal incident was reported close to 8 p.m. near the exit to merge onto I-4, which is where the graves are. The guy was driving the opposite direction, made a left turn to get onto the interstate. Michael Fockler... <laughs> I'm sorry. Michael Fockler, 60 years old, of Sanford, was driving southbound. And the Q guy, driving in the opposite direction, Fockler then struck the victim's vehicle on the right side. So that happened right there. Now, this one didn't actually happen on that quarter-mile stretch, but it happened close enough that I'm going to read it off, because it still happened. Very, It happened close to it. All right. A 29-year-old DeLand woman was killed, and two children were injured early on a Thursday. And this was actually very recent. This was March 28th. Oh, wow. Yes. And a double rollover crash on I-4 in Seminole County. 
The Florida Highway Patrol said Kylie Fontaine died in the crash, which was reported at 1220 a.m. on I-4 near State Road 417 exit in Sanford, which is literally like a mile away from the dead zone. According to troopers, Fontaine was driving a 2018 Toyota when she failed to slow and struck a 2006 Nissan driven by a 20-year-old Deltona man. Both cars overturned after the crash. Oh, damn. She died. The two kids were injured. Those are the only things I could find. I could have gotten reports of more deaths, but I would have had to go through the Florida Highway Highway Department, and that would have taken a few days, and I just finished my stuff today, so... That wasn't going to happen. Still, it sounds like a creepy part of the road. Yeah. So what do you think's going on there, Taryn? Like I said, I mean, anybody who dies a quick violent death, I believe, unless they can find peace within, like, you know, dying, Mm -hmm. that they tend to stay because they don't have that closure so they can't move on. Yeah. So I definitely do think that the zone is haunted. Definitely sounds like it, especially with the precursors prior to it ever being built. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like that's the same general area where the houses used to be, where the other farmers used to get picked on. Yeah. Because they messed with the grave. And then anytime you have a violent death and they weren't able to say their piece or understand what happened and they tend to stick around and they're in that area, haunting that area. So you go from, was it four ghosts? Yeah. Four to, or even five because of the priest. Okay. So five. Mm-hmm. Approximately five ghosts to uh, hundreds maybe. Yeah. Um, I didn't actually get a number for fatalities, just that a number of them were fatalities. I'm just saying, it's like, if it's a yes. decent amount of areas that has fatalities, yeah. starting from when it was built to now. Probably hundreds, yes. I could see at least a hundred, minimum. Minimum, yes, a hundred. Give or because, take. Yeah, there's been over maybe possibly 2,000 crashes there. Yeah. yeah. So give or take about a hundred or so ghosts on top of the five that were already there they're already troublemakers because hell they already made donna come after them <laughs> no kidding and charlie well i think charlie was more like okay now you've got all these ghosts on top of those ones and since oh. they're older they're more powerful they're like okay we can let's really... get charlie to come that's out. why charlie wasn't drunk yeah he knew donna was because i was like where Wait, uh, where oh, <laughs> where charlie's like i know where you are and i'm coming <laughs> Oh, man. So I could I definitely see why that part of the road would feel or feel like it's more haunted than the rest of it. Mm-hmm. So it definitely would have been neat to have some eyewitnesses on, like, what exactly. Yeah, sure, you saw some pioneer people on the side of the road. Describe it. Give us a little bit more. More. Still, people are so afraid to do that, though, because they're afraid of people ridiculing them. Like, you probably shouldn't have been driving while you were drunk. <laughs> Or something. <laughs> Were you smoking again? Yeah. Like, I, I just... I can I can understand that at the same time. Like, when I talk about my ghostly experience, I don't talk about it openly to everybody. I make sure that they're already open to the subject before I bring out my experiences. Cause... Yeah, I should probably learn to do that. Because <laughs> I tell people all sorts of things, and they're like, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Like my one coworker yeah. that I told you about where his friend had that ghostly experience. Uh-huh. I think it was a good two years before him and I started talking about ghost stuff. Huh. And he was the one that brought it up. So you're you're a waiter. You gotta wait. I, I make you sure that the person is comfortable with the conversation prior to bringing it up. <laughs> Most of the time. Unless it was just like something really freaky. Like, hey, did you see that? <laughs> no? Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> no. So. I do have, like, there's this guy. 
His name's Scotty. Scotty wrote something. Oh, Scott. I know. This is what Scotty wrote about the dead zone. He said, I always heard about the strange part of the highway, but didn't believe in it until I had two accidents right in the middle of the dead zone. Two different accidents, two different months. He says, I will never drive on I-4 again. I don't know if it's caused by spirits or some other anomaly, but it's too dangerous in that spot. You are more likely to be hurt in the dead zone than than by some terrorist act, Hmm. which is true. I hope that always remains true. Yes. Uh, It goes on to say, I encourage everyone to read about the dead zone. Make up your own minds. I plan to steer clear of the place. I, as a child, I'm sure have driven in the dead, well, ride in a car through the dead zone, but never knew about it. Yeah. Because you have to drive on I-4 to get to Disney World. And I went to Disney World a lot when I lived there. Yes, but did you have to go past the eye zone? Yeah, the the dead zone. Um, From where you were at. I think so. See, I asked my mom today. Like, Mom, how often did we go on I-4? And she goes, not too often. Like, you drive on it through Orlando, but there are turnoffs and better ways to get to the land than going on I-4. Like, I-4 goes... That's because people got smart and they figured to make, oh, we should probably make alternate routes. (laughs) I-4 does go through the land, but there's this other separate highway that we use more often. So here's the question. If they would have actually moved the graves, mm-hmm. right, do you think that it would still happen? Would it still be the dead zone if they were able to peacefully move the graves? I think by this time it's a lost cause. If they moved the gra- if they ever found the graves and moved them now. No, I'm talking about like prior to building it. I do believe possibly, yes, it would have helped. I think... These the grave they were just disrespected so much. You always hear a bunch of stuff, and most of it's like, "Oh, this was built on an Indian burial plot, so therefore weird things happen." This one was an Indians. This one was just white people, and still, uh, but well, I can see when why you disrespect a grave, you disrespect a grave. Weird things are going to happen. Well, I can see with the Indian burial grounds why it happens more often because they don't have marked graves where we have marked graves. Yeah, that's why I'm not getting buried. That's why almost all of my family hasn't been buried. They've all been cremated. Yeah. So, I guess, don't, like, break their urn. <laughs> I told Tyler I don't care if he wants to be buried. He's getting cremated. And I'm putting him in a Tupperware container. Because I'm going to have to use all that money on myself. So... <laughs> We'll have the memorial service here at the house. Backyard. Yeah, you know, save money. Just put on the carpet? Yeah, it's I'm fine. Like... Anyway. Oh, I know. I know. All right. The planes. Okay, you have a joke for us? I, ha- I don't have a joke. It's more of a, like, a remember when. Oh, okay. And it's kind of funny, remember wins. It's going to bring you back to your childhood, Heather. Are you ready for this? Oh, I'm so ready. Have you ever actually looked at my book when, like, I'm not here? No. Since I just leave it here? Never. I want to be surprised. Okay. <laughs> so these are, it says, bonus funnies. Do you remember when? Decisions were made by eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Absolutely. Oh, my kids do that now. Yeah. <laughs> Mistakes were corrected by simply, ex- ex- simply saying, do over. Yep. Oh, yeah. Catching the fireflies could happily occurred in the entire evening. 
Oh, yeah. I'd go out and catch fireflies all the time. You know what's funny? The first firefly I ever saw was 22. Seriously? It was in this backyard. What? And I was hanging out outside they with my husband. They don't have them in Nevada? It's too dry. Oh. Well, uh, if I saw them, I never, like, really noticed them because they were, like, far. I mean, I'd seen them on TV and seen them, like, oh, cool, that's what people do with those things. But uh-huh. I'd never actually seen one. And so I was hanging out in my backyard right after we'd moved in. So I was, like, 22, 23 years old, hanging out near a fire pit. And all of a sudden, these, like, little yellow lights just started popping in and out. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> and Anthony's like, or my husband's like, those are fireflies. I'm like, catch me one. <laughs> did he call them fireflies or did, did he call them lightning bugs? Lightning bugs. I think so. That's why I like, always call them lightning bugs. Still, <laughs> it was just like, what, what is that? Yeah. That's so cool. Oh, so yeah. he's full of wonder. I had 22, <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, it wasn't odd to have two or three best friends. Mm, no, not at all. I still have two. The worst thing you could catch from the opposite sex was cooties. <laughs> I never put too much stock in the cootiness. <laughs> Having a weapon in school meant being caught with a slingshot. I was never allowed to have a slingshot. I had lots of slingshots. Okay, I probably had a slingshot. I wasn't allowed to take them to school. I, I took one to school, but I got caught more often with a knife in my pocket than a mm. slingshot. Mm. Yeah. But I also lived out in the middle of nowhere, so it was oh. common to have a knife in my pocket because you never know. I do have a funny story to tell you after this. All right. Don't let me forget, but I'll say something to. about a knife again. Okay. <laughs> Spinning around, getting dizzy, and falling down was causing for giggles. Oh, yeah. Now I want to throw up. <laughs> The worst embarrassment was being picked last for a team. You know what? That happened to me a lot. I was a fat kid, though. No, I don't think I was ever picked last. Uh, and then the last one, because the other ones don't occur to me, so they might, they may or may not occur to you, but I'm just going to leave them. Okay. Water balloons were the ultimate weapon. Oh, I love water balloons. Water balloon fights? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember filling up a water balloon, like several of them, and then getting onto my parents' second-story house. Mm-hmm. Waiting for my brother and his friends to come home, and then just, just drop dropping them, <laughs> and then ducking back far enough so they couldn't see where it was coming from. <laughs> it was all fun and games until my brother came to the roof, ah. and I couldn't escape. <laughs> <laughs> so those were some of the uh, "Do you remember wins?" I like that. That was kind of cute. That's good. Very good. All right, ladies and gents, it is now the end of our podcast. Bless you. (laughs) I know. In my family, we say bless you for everything. Well, excuse me. I apologize. (laughs) I came out of nowhere. We'll blame the baby. (laughs) I said reading a joke about baby pigs. But that'll be for next time. That's funny. All right, everybody. If you want to get a hold of us, email heather at fortwardpodcast.com. You can also get a hold of us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I haven't posted anything in a while. Sorry, guys. I've been in just a not wanting to do anything mood. I'll get back into it. I promise. Mm-hmm. But all that's at Fort Weird Pod. You can visit our website, fortweirdpodcast.com. You can, well, you're listening to us right now, but if you want to suggest us to people, you can find us on pretty much any podcasting app ever. And please give us rates, give us reviews, give us five stars, 
you know, give us the highest amount you can. Just be nice. Okay? Okay. All right. We'll see you next week. Bye, guys. See ya. The existence of this.